All right, everybody, welcome to the uh, Juhu Roadshow podcast, and uh, I've been waiting a long time to do this one. Um, so we're going to get right into it, but first we're going to play a little bit of music for you. Lance is going to lay down some uh, some music from our special guest, and when we come back, we're going to have a lot of fun. So Lance, lay it down. Buddy. No. Lance, thanks for the music, pal. Um, we've got, before we get into all good that, pick. Let's yeah, brilliant. I'd say. What's your favorite part of that song? Yeah, what's <laughs> the whole thing? Yeah. Well, here's here's he what was I, going crazy with the chorus. Here's what I love is you know I think after 25 episodes, people have caught on to the fact that Lance doesn't do shit for this show. But I give him the credit. It's cute. You toss to your kid. Yes. You know, what I love is he's got a he's got a, a YouTube channel. He's doing his YouTube thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, if I'm like, hey buddy, I'm doing this, I, you know, we're we're doing the podcast, and and can you shoot a can you shoot a promo for us? <laughs> right, well, what do you want? And then you shoot, you know, he cuts it off before it's even done, and then that's it. it can I oh, finish what? my Cali? God, you want to you want a second take? Download and listen to Cali right now, Dad. But then, but then, when it's his podcast or it's his YouTube channel, oh, forget it. Then it's just start a week it's early. Dead serious. Oh yeah. Let's do this again. Okay. So everybody, I'm talking to the one and only Jim Brewer. I I'm so excited it's to good do to this. See with you. you. Yeah, yeah man. It's gonna be good. So w- meeting you is one of my favorite stories to tell. You probably don't remember it because I'm much less important than you are. But I did a film called Absent with with yeah. James. We're gonna talk about that. Um, but uh, they invited me up to the Big Four show at Yankee Stadium. I was there. I know. Yeah. So I'm standing there, and I'm kind of backstage, you know, first of all, coming from a little town in New Mexico. <laughs> and, and now I'm standing at Yankee Stadium, right. and I'm backstage and with Metallica, who I, I've idolized since fifth grade. Sure. I used to fight people in high school who talk shit about Metallica. <laughs> right. So, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's Jim Brewer. There's Jim Brewer. You got to go say hi to Jim Brewer, which I was scared to death, you know. So I go up and I said, uh, 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 "Hey, you know, Mr. Brewer, my name's." I didn't even get to my name part. I said, "I, I, I did a, I did, I, I did a film with, uh, with uh, James. Um, it's called Absent." And you go, "Oh yeah, you're Justin." And I'm, Holy shit! I can't. Yes, I. Yes, I think that's me. Yes. <laughs> and so we went from that to standing behind the soundboard and we air guitared Sanitarium, right. start to finish. Yeah. There was a cage, yeah, like behind Lars, yeah. The and the audience couldn't see us, right? And then, uh, you remember who was taking pictures that night? Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Which is another cool story that uh, that we're gonna have to share because we were. That's the second time we ran into him, but we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that later. Okay. Um. So, but that's that's how we met. We've se- I've seen you a couple times at shows. I've I tried to bring a herd of people to come up and see you. Yeah, you do. Thank you. You're welcome, man. Up in Denver, and we we saw you in Colorado Springs. That was a fun show. That was a great show. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, it's just been really cool getting to kind of know you over the, the past couple of visits. And, and but this is the real time. The first time we've got to sit down and, and talk. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, another thing that really connected me to you um, was you sent me a copy of More Than Me. Mm-hmm. Um, w- what was that process like for you doing that doing that film? Because it's it's about your time with your dad. Right. It taking was, him on the road. Right. Well, I always I always took him on the road. My dad was always kind of uh, the the older I got, 
the the more respect I would have for him and the more I learned about him and mm. uh and he was always funny. Yeah. So funny. But he was also a lot older. Some people thought it was my grandfather. Oh, okay. And uh that's your dad? I'm like, yeah, it's my dad. And <clears throat> one of the cool things I'll never forget I was playing Houston. I don't even remember what year. I want to say it was around 2004, somewhere there. And uh, the show was over, and some some young guy came up to me after the show, and he goes, hey, man, I drove here for eight hours hoping I can get high with the guy from Half Baked. And then <laughs> you talk the whole show about your family and your kids and your dad and your and you travel with your dad dude i i seriously think my whole life just got changed tonight mm. i didn't know if he was goofing around he's like no i really my whole life just cha- i have so much respect for you and that yeah. i was so taken back by the way he was affected just because i was with my dad yeah just because i was with my dad and um I knew my dad was getting really old. I knew he wasn't going to be around much longer. I knew dementia was kind of kicking in. So I decided let's film this tour mm-hmm. with my dad. With the with what I was going to do, the whole game plan was uh, we were going to take each day and dump it on the um, on the website. Gotcha. And the guys at the time, like, oh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it wasn't di- there was nothing digital then, so like, oh god, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take it off the camera. I gotta put a computer. Oh yeah. And there's gonna another six hours. I'm gonna edit it. It's a lot of work. So, oh, no, you better understand. This would be amazing. <laughs> Fans will love it. Yeah. So the guys that were doing it, I started getting really aggravated because they they had nothing for me. And then about three months after the tour, they sat down and said, we have a movie. Well, what do you mean? You and your dad, it's a movie. It's a documentary movie. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I went, what? Like, let us just come in your basement and show you what we see. And you had no idea this was coming? No. Wow. Not at all. And I sat down and I watched, I watched what they presented to me. And I was, I was belly laughing. I was belly laughing. Then I was crying hysterically. Yeah. I was moved. It was, I went, all right, I see it. What do we got to do to actually make this a real documentary film? And um, that's how it came about. And so when you when you saw the finished product of that, what uh, what did you walk away from that experience with? I was hoping that, honestly, what I wanted from it, I think there's so many people that don't know how to connect with their parents when they get older. Yeah. Uh, they, and there's, in the older generation, I guess our generation too, where, where you don't, you, you grow up in a different way. You see your father and mother in a different light growing up. Mm. And then as they get older, they sort of become children. And a lot of people have a tough time with that. Yeah. And they get frustrated and they get angry and, they don't know also the elderly don't know sometimes how to show affection. Yeah. And I wanted to help a lot of people. I I knew a lot of my half brothers were they didn't have half of what I had. Half of what I had. And so um I really wanted to 
try to help people where I'm like, no, you, your parents do love you. They, they may not say I love you because my dad would never say I love you. Yeah. So, but he'd go, I fixed the oil, change the oil. <laughs> and for them, that was his way of going, God, I love you. Yeah. All right, you want you need money before you go out on the road? Yeah. Like, nah, Dad, I'm all right. That's his way. I'm all right. Yeah. That's his way of, yeah. yeah. It was so, and it's exactly what I did. I can do an hour and a half of stand-up. I can do whatever. When people come up to me and they go, man, that thing you do with your dad changed my life. That's the greatest thing I could ever ask for. Yeah. Because um, anytime you could change people's lives for that for that matter, that that is to me what life is about. Yeah. And um, the only frustrating thing for me was I wish more people had access to it or knew about it. About the film? Yeah, I don't even yeah. need money. I'll, I'll streamline it. Yeah. I don't care. I just want people to, People always say, I just bought it. I said, show it to everyone. Just show it to everyone. Yeah. Well, this podcast is is you know more meant to have fun and, and let loose a little bit. But yeah. I, but there was something. Well, people don't know my pants were off while we're doing this. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about so that. It's a little obviously, funny. it's I, cold I, I in here. I do have boxer shorts. On. Obviously, you're cold. <laughs> So, but there's there there is one thing that you need to know about about that movie that you're not aware of, which is about the time that you sent that to me. Mm. I was working on my fourth film, which was called The Speed of Orange, huh. and it's about my parents. Okay, yeah. and both of my parents are Hall of Fame, horse racing Hall of Fame people. My dad was a jockey. My mom was a trainer. And about the time you sent that to me, I started um, the editing process of this film. And my mom had been diagnosed with cancer, mm. see? And my siblings and I, we'd all drifted apart over the last 27 years. Right. And this cancer thing pulled us all back together. Right. And so the movie then became about trying to finish the film before my mom passed away. Right. And it just so happened that I got that film. I got more than me about the time that I started the editing thing. And my mom came to live with me for the last... Uh, well, they gave her at one point, they gave her three days. Wow. And she lasted for seven weeks. Oh, wow. But that, that experience brought us all together, but it's just, the timing was interesting Hmm. because you know, they're different films, but they're not right. And so, um, and I brought you a copy of that, by the way, Cool. I I want you to watch it. It's a great film. I'd love to watch it. it. Yeah. So, but, uh, I appreciated that about, about, uh, the film and about you and, um, so we're, we're, I want to transition a little bit because, you know, when you reach a certain level of success mm. and, and I, you've gotten there and, you know, I, I don't want to spend any time talking about the Saturday Night Live stuff and all that because <laughs> right, right. You, you talk about that all the time. Sure. I've got an hour with you and I want to talk about stuff now. But um, the music thing, where did your where did your love for 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 heavy metal and music come from? I think um, blue, growing up blue collar, I think maybe a little bit of MTV, but I was always addicted to the uh, not addicted, but I was I was attracted to that the chug angst. Yeah, the minute matter of fact, the minute I I remember Judas Priest was my that was my gateway. Okay, Judas Priest, you got another thing coming, and that became my national that became my national anthem for my whole life hmm. because 
all my brothers were cops and nephew and my father was like, oh, I got the cop test. And we were blue collar with sanitation or a teacher or a cop. Right. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can get up at five in the morning and do the same work Monday to Friday and hope <laughs> we can drive to Florida for four days <laughs> and just yeah. for two weeks a year. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, um, so that, that's kind of where it started. And then my friend Phil, I grew up with, said, listen to this. Mm. And um, he goes, play it loud, put on your headphones, because it's going to scare you at first. Because don't let it scare you, just go with it. And I put it on, and you know, it was a record, so you heard the... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I heard... And it just went Oh my god, what is this? What is this? And um what is that? He goes, Metallica. And just the name. And they I have to say, growing up, then metal became um, sort of a nerds club, meaning yeah. I I was it I was a jock, but I didn't hang out with jocks. I don't like hanging out yeah. with jocks. I I hung out with everyone. Yeah. in school, but metal became uh, a think. It made me think so much. Yeah. Electric Eye by Priest made me think about Big Brother, and we were to, we were in the book 1984 and. Hmm those lyrics to electric eye about cameras everywhere and I'm watching every move you make and I'll and I'm gonna prove everything through my electric lens because I'm <laughs> and 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 the metal gods and and um how how old were you when that went down when when Phil showed that to you? Phil showed that to me I wanna say it was around eighty four ish. So you would have been where in school? Junior. Junior. I was a junior. Because my mine was Joe V Hill. And I was in fifth grade, and it was Master of Puppets. And I, and then I, I remember listening, like, I remember listening to one for the first time, and I was, I was frightened. <laughs> yeah. Those guys scared me. Well, I remember seeing it for the first time because that was the first video. video. Yeah. And I remember, I think before, definitely before the, um, the, the song came out, they were opening in '86 for Ozzy. Do you know that the the video came out twenty? What was that? Eighty? When did that? Come? Had to be at least eighty seven or eighty eight. It was it was thirty years ago on Monday that that video came okay, out. Okay, January twenty second. Because I saw them in eighty six, in Nassau Coliseum opening for Ozzy. Holy shit! And that's I, awesome. I feel like I saw a change in music culture. Oh yeah. I yeah. never saw. Yeah. I never saw anything like that in my life. I didn't know. Well, they're still doing it that way too. Right. Yeah. And I, I walked in early, and I went, "Are, are you sure Ozzy doesn't go up at eight thirty? Because the arena's packed. <laughs> and no one showed up for an opening band. Right. And then, I mean, it was packed. Yeah. And then the lights went down, and it was a whole row of about fourteen, fifteen-year-old kids behind me, and they grabbed each other and started shaking each other. And then, <laughs> and then you just you saw. 
they started with creeping death and there were these Ugh. crosses on stage and you just saw all this hair and this guy was angry. He's like, you with us or not? <laughs> you with us? Yeah! Ooh! Yeah. And, and people, there were these big circles yeah, running dude. around and went, are we going to war tonight? Like, what, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. And that was, but uh, Leper Messiah, you know, made me think about organized religion. Yep. Um, so many songs. Uh, War Pigs by Sabbath taught me, made me think about real politics and Motives. how war really yeah, is created. Exactly. And I learned more about metal and made me think that that made me think more, which I thought was more fascinating too. That they all were painted as evil and oh, uh, yeah. devil worshippers yeah. and all that jazz, yep. where it was pretty much the quite opposite it was almost like they were warning yeah they were warning the underground like do you see yeah what really goes on so while you had these all these pop music yep. which i have a funny feel you know that music comes in waves we're so oversaturated with pop right now mm-hmm. i have a funny feeling a new underground is going to come out but it's got to be extremely truthful like some of that metal was yeah. for, the, and for the public the truth has changed a bit now Ooh. so the music's got the truth of that music's got to shift a little bit right but getting back to the question i had started for you is when you when you reach a certain level uh, of celebrity which you've gotten to yeah i think so yeah. um people forget that you're human yeah, they do. And so i i've often wondered because i i, I put myself in your shoes sometimes what What's it like for you? Because you you're still just a you're still just a, a a kid that grew up and now you're a man. Right. What's it like for you to meet these guys, these Brian Johnsons and 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 you know Halperts and and Hetfields and to be able to 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 engage with these guys not on a you know Hank totally can you sign my program to like <laughs> you know to like hanging out with them and like dude you got invited to to MC the thirtieth and shit man yeah. That's and even awesome. though even the way Jane's presented that was ridiculous. We were we where the heck were we? He goes He goes, "Hey, um we're doing this thing for our <laughs> fans." This is how he presented it to me. Yeah. "Hey man, we're doing this thing for our fans, like a 30-year anniversary thing." And he goes, "Um we're tossing around the idea of a comic and you, you know how we went on your radio show and you do, you always do like game shows with us? Maybe 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 it's like game shows for our fans or something like that. Like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But is that something that would interest you? And I went, yeah, James. Yeah. Sure. That's, you know, yeah, it sounds good. And then the more he got into and then then I'm looking, I'm like, this is <laughs> This is like a, a, a metalhead's dream. When it was a Ozzy's there and and Megadeth and Priest and what what's going on? What, what, what's going on here? Slashes? What, what's what is this? Sad? Ah, uh, you know, it's just uh, you know people flying over from over the world and you're gonna do a game show. And I was he just he talks to it like a friend. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, you know, the weird thing is um, uh, growing up, I always, no matter how, no matter what spotlight I got in, I managed to always be that blue collar guy mm-hmm. that can 
almost like go in a store and go, you're not going to believe the candy they got in there. <laughs> they have unbelievable candy. Can you tell you about And, um... <laughs> Or or clubs where you walk in these clubs like you won't believe what's in the club, and be able to come back and tell your friends. So I always, always kept that close to me, mm. and um, I have a funny. Fe- I don't know really how those people. Uh, I, I I really think it's the it's the humble and and the normalcy I have in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I, honestly, James, it was, it was his wife. His wife said something. She said, "You know," and it was twenty years ago, pretty much twenty years ago. She said, um, "I saw the. I, we were at the. We were at the SNL party afterwards, and I saw the way you were with your wife. Because everyone else was getting wasted, and her eyes were wandering. And you were mm. like hanging out, laughing with your wife. Yeah. She was, and I was." That I wanted to meet you guys, hmm. and that—that's um, what started that. Yeah, uh, and and the other guys, I don't know. It's sweet, you know. Last <laughs> is year, is it still surreal to you sometimes when you're, you're? You know, when it's surreal, when the only time it's it's surreal now is if I'm if I'm on the side of the stage, yeah. right, and I look out into the crowd. And I see they're just going nutso mm. over a particular song. And then I go, oh, my God, that was <laughs> that was me like 25, 26 years ago. And now I'm, now I'm like watching one of their kids. Yeah. And our kids are doing – it's like, what the – and those – I get I get moments like that of surreal. When Brian Johnson recorded on my album – I, oh, I can't there, fathom. There, there was a moment where I turned, and he goes, he he doesn't sing in a studio. He sings with a handheld mic, in the room with the with all the buttons. Yeah. So he's not even in the glass tube. He's he's in here in the boardroom. Yeah. And he's got a handheld mic, and he listens to speakers, and he sings like he's in concert, <laughs> and. And he goes, yeah, I like being with the boys, and I don't like wearing no headphones. <laughs> I feel like I'm cheating. And he's and he's singing like he's on stage and and that was a moment where I looked down and went, this is one of the greatest rock yeah. icons of our time. Yeah. And he's singing my song. Yeah. Right in front of me. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> and I just they, they come in flashes and it's no, almost yeah. it's almost uh, like if it happened. When I was younger, there's no way we'd all be together right now. There's no way I'd be able to hang out. To process it, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to process it. Because once you do learn people are human and you learn the other side and uh, you're able to – it's it's a lot easier to comprehend. Yeah, well, and and I I mean, I can relate to a degree. I I don't have the the relationships that you have with some of these guys. But, you know, James, James and I have gotten to be fairly close. I know you guys are really tight. But, uh, you know, I, I get the Christmas cards and I get the texts from time to time. And, <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, he narrated this latest film, which is a big deal. Yeah. Is that the, the uh, porn, porn one? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I've had some moments as well. I, I got to share one with you that, that you would appreciate. I'm sitting there with Lance and his sister watching a movie. Um, it's like two summers ago. 
and I get this phone call. It's a number I don't recognize, and I answer it, and, and I said, hello, and he says, uh, is this Justin? And I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, Justin, this is, uh, this is Frank Bello. I play bass for the band Anthrax. Uh, hi Frank. <laughs> what can I do for you? Well, well, you know, I'm sitting in the, in the studio here with uh, Jay Rustin. He's producing this new record we got going on, and and I just, uh, you know, I watched that film Absent, and it just really touched me. So I just wanted to call you and tell you that you motivated us, and we wrote a single kind of based on your on your film. Wow. And I mean, what do you say? What do you say? I right. Say, what do you say to oh, that? Well, thank you, Frank. That's I'm 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 glad that we could inspire you. That's, which song was it? Do you know? I, no, I you never. Even know. He never even told me the name of it. Wow! And, and mostly, you know, I was in shock because right. you don't typically get calls from Anthrax guys. Right. But hung up the phone and I just uh, kind of the same thing. Like, wow, just man, what right. just happened? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, or or you know when when we were doing the 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 voiceover for for Addicted to Porn and I'm I'm sitting there and 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 I'm there's only one guy. When I was Lance's age, that I probably would have wanted to meet. I wasn't the oh, I wish I could meet that guy right. type of guy. Right. But the one guy that I would have wanted to meet was Hetfield. Hmm. You know, just listening to the music and right. the power. You know, the anger that you know he's voicing all the shit we felt when we were teenagers and mad. Right. You know. Right. 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 And I'm thinking that's the one guy I want. Him. And now he's asking me. You know, how do you want me to say this, or how do you, <laughs> how do you want me to do? You know, does this sound all right? Right, right. And you're just like, what yeah, the going f- on what's here? going yeah, on here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I just, I, I think when I say I put myself in your shoes, that's what I'm talking about. Is yeah. that's got to be so surreal and cool for you? It is surreal and it's cool, but it also makes you realize you're doing something good. Yeah, but but and, I think, and appealing to people in in high places that have been there, done that, and seen a billion things. Right. And and I think what does make them maintain that relationship with you is that you don't treat them like everybody else treats them. Probably. It and probably helps. Because normalcy is probably something that they don't get a ton no, of from people. No, 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 no. And so I just I've always I've always been I've always been very grateful for those relationships and I and you know, I, I, I listen to this you know, the the imitations and stuff that you do and I you know, I see the references and sure your stand up and some of your your um your things and I just think it's super cool, man. And and I, I uh I've always appreciated that about about you and about them and, and it's it's cool. It's well, just it's cool, kinda, you know. It is kinda cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's weird. So um let's talk about absent for just a minute. I just I just wanna I want to get your take on on what you got from that film, and, and especially knowing James, seeing his part in that. I mean, what what did you walk away from that film? I with? walked away, which is something that is not brought up a lot in society. Okay. Um, the power of and and the importance of father. Mm-hmm. You know, mother is very important, but father is just as important if not more important at times. Mm-hmm. And the absence of father causes such reckless chaos, I think, on, on so many untold levels yeah. uh, that it's, it's sad that it's, it's not really on the forefront of things. That, that everything, you can bring everything down to a father. Mm-hmm. A lot of times in, in the worst situations... Let's look at the father. Why is this woman like this? Why is this why is this tragedy going on? Why are they an alcoholic? Why are they a heroin addict? Why are they a hooker? Mm-hmm. Why is their lives in shambles? It comes down to to dad. It really does. And it's so underrated. 
And I learned that even from my dad, it was he it was he played such a pivotal role in every everything I do. Mm. Absolutely everything I do to this day. And he never spoke. He never spoke. Just his just his presence and the few words when he did speak, it was like moving a mountain. And yeah. it taught me so much about life and everything else. So that to me and I and I sat my my niece down and uh because her her dad was absent and she had my <clears throat> I take the role whether people want it or not. I uh I saw broken families in my in in my family. We had a lot of we had a lot of great family situations. And then the first real rocked one was uh my my sister one of my sisters who the father left when my nephew was only he was a baby okay and heroin addict drugs blah, blah blah left which then left my sister who was just as wild and nuts and blah 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 but missing that father and that man that led to eventually prison yeah and then there was another broken family where it was the perfect family. And then the dad started cheating and getting violent. Mm. And, and the violence led to this one uh, becoming an alcoholic and, a, and, and stealing and stuff like that. And, and then uh, there was another brother that passed away. And when he left watching the shambles of what happened with that family where right. this one now goes into crime and drinking and drugs and this one because mom's an alcoholic and he was the base of the family. Sure. I I saw that and watched that loud and clear. And you know, I tried everything I can to father all of those kids because they were I was I was always much closer to my nieces and nephews right. growing up than the actual siblings. Maybe my youngest sister, who passed away a couple of years ago, she would have been uh, like sixty-two now, sixty-three. But that that father role was taken right out of all these kids, and I saw the disaster in each one of those kids. And it really, it it that movie too. I showed my niece, and I think she didn't really want to talk about it. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, you should show my brother," which by then I was had in my house and yeah. was was looking after and who's now a success story thank god mm. but um that was a a powerful powerful movie i thought and um it just reiterated how i look at life and i would still i still got anger issues with people that get divorced with kids mm. and there's always reason to get divorced whether it's you know, violence or bad alcohol. But when people go, hey, did you do everything you could? And they go, yeah, we did everything. Did you? Yeah. And did you really? I, I take I take all that with such seriousness. Like you're devoting a life. It's not about you anymore. It's about you watching as a team or even as the man after these children. And you got to know the effects that's going to happen, whether it's even you bringing 
uh, a new female into it now, or or she's bringing a new male right. into the situation. And those those are things that are really not looked into deeply enough. That that uh, you know, it's none of my business. But again, I don't think people talk about uh, enough the importance of the father role. Well, and the nobility of it. I mean, it's a it's a noble role that needs to be played. Absolutely. And and I, first of all, thanks for the kind words on the film, but also what you're talking about. Like you can speak on that with some authority because it's not always been easy for no, you. No, no, and Absolutely. and you know and and I've seen you know the the marriage warrior thing you know <laughs> showing up more and more. Yeah. But I mean, you you did you guys from what I, I mean I don't live in your household sure. obviously. Sure. But what I've seen and what I've heard and you know listening to a couple of your podcasts and stuff, it's not always been easy. But you guys roll your sleeves up and you. Hang in there. We rolled our sleeves up. There was a time we were done. Yeah. We were done after two kids. And, um, but, and I, and I, we had a face off. I went, listen, I I don't know what, I don't know what your deal is. I don't know if you just don't like me anymore. You don't love me. I get it. Yeah. Just let me know. Cause I can't, I can't live like this anymore. I can't come into a, I can't come into a home feeling like, you don't want me here or mm. you just don't like me anymore. I just, you need to, you, you're, you need to figure it out. I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And, um, I said, just be honest. Just be honest. If this is where we're at, just be honest. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's not get angry and bitter. Just, just throw it all out there. And, um, that's when a, a weird turn of events happened. She, I mean, it's a long, there's a lot of long stories here. But um, it the deep root, it's interesting. If you go into a deeper faith thing, and I go deeper into faith, not religion, faith, not religious, a faith arena. And again, it could be, it could be, um, it could be all just coincidence. Could be whatever. Could be the energies you put out. I don't know. But I started thinking about this. The first time our marriage was threatened, really threatened. Mm-hmm. was the at the time the greatest time in my career. I was about to be on one of the biggest sitcoms ever. We were spinning off of uh, Home Improvement in the 90s, which was huge. Tim Allen was huge. Yeah. And it was me and Dave Chappelle. We're in the cover TV guide. We were... The uh, big thing in USA Today that just came out. USA Today is, came around, came out around the '90s, so to get in that was huge. Yeah, I knew, and I was out in LA, and I knew this marriage was going to end. I knew immediately it was going to end. You have assistance. You have, and when you're the young guy or you're the young hot chip, it's you're a magnet. As I go into school for the first time, I'm like, I know all these chicks like me. <laughs> oh, my God. That one's famous. That one's famous. Oh, my God. This is, this is sick. And I went, oh, so this is how it goes. This is how it, you have your marriage, and then you have your just, marriage. Yeah, yeah. marriage. Everyone does it. And I swear to God, I begged God or whatever existed, somehow save my marriage before this ends because – I'm on a path. It's going to end. And dude, I'll never forget the the commercials are on 
and the premiere's about to come out. And I even made it. I, I was like, I'm going to cheat the night of the premiere because she wouldn't fly out because she had a nanny job. And nothing's guaranteed. When we're guaranteed for six hours, I'll, I'll spend money coming. I wanted to wring her neck. Yeah. Did you understand? Yeah. I am God right now. <laughs> and um, and I begged God, man. I said, oh, God, please. I don't know how you're going to do it. Let's just stop me. Stop this from happening. I don't. And we're in the middle of the second episode, right? And um, right in the middle of the second, we're reading. And as soon as we finished reading, I talked about the uh, filming. And I said, you know what? We have heavy rewrites. We're going to, everyone's called off till tomorrow. Jim, you call time tomorrow's 10. Dave Chappelle, your call tomorrow's 10. Uh, this guy's 10 o'clock. You're noon. You're 1 o'clock. You guys can go home for the day. Well, the writers will call you later. And I went back to the hotel. My friends were there. My best friends were there. Uh, waiting for the premiere. And my manager said, hey, come down to my room. I go down to his room. And he goes, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, they fired you. Oh, what? Exactly. Wait. What are you? What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, they, they are gonna try to get a star to replace your role. Like, what? And if, I know it sounds crazy. The first thing I went was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you saved my marriage, but this is not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Don't fire me. Is there, another, is, that, no! is there another way around there, this? Can we, yeah, can we compromise <laughs> this one? We're talking about a half a million to a million dollars for a 24-year-old kid. Shit, man. Um, and I was relieved. Mm. That's the first thing. And that's why I wasn't that crushed because I felt like. That's perspective right there is what that is. I went, wow, that's nuts. And um, the second major time was uh was that and a, like a week i had a big fight with god i said you know i'm not a drug addict i pulled over on the side of the road i'm not a drug addict i don't cheat i never miss donkey's only been in one stall <laughs> well now i swear to god i'm leaving you fucking leaving you if you don't show yourself, I don't know what else to do. And less than a week later, she became born again. And at f I wow. at first, I was like, oh, God, no, not that. What are you doing? Again with the compromise. Again, Can we compromise? No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. And um, the pendulum for anyone that becomes born again, the beginning, they're they're uh, Jesus. It's a pink cloud, baby. Oh yeah, Jesus. Yeah. And the thing, if you read the Bible, you yeah. Jesus. And there was a lot of Jesus going on. It was Christian music. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> You know, your lyrics of a no, 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 no. Don't dip into my stuff. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was. I've seen it, man. It was heavy, <laughs> but I also knew I wanted to be patient because it was making her a better human being. Mm. She became a better human being to the point where I don't even mean to be funny. I'm just being dead honest. 
she started, she starts to, have you ever thanked Jesus for your gift? Like, listen, I talk to God. Oh, no, you need to talk to Jesus. Whoever I'm talking to, they know I'm talking to. Okay? Right. And I said, and she goes, no, but you should thank Jesus. I'm like, please, please, with the, who I need to thank. And this would go on all the time. Thank Jesus, praise Jesus, praise and thank Jesus. And um, about three weeks into it, now before this went down, Oh, it was the vitamin she was taking. That's what made her an angry individual. It was the uh, workout ethic. It was it was her diet. Uh, she tried the forum. Uh, she tried everything. And this is every time she discovered something. This is what's going to make me a better person. Gotcha. And I don't know if it was me. I don't know what it was. I just know she had some crazy anger issues, and um, which which pulled me off the road after my second kid. I went. I can't travel. I'm gonna have to think of a new career. I'm not. I'm not leaving these kids. Yeah. And uh, and so Jesus, I was like, all right, well, he should last. It's, they usually last about three, four weeks. Yeah. Sure enough, about three weeks, she comes in, and she starts with something. So yeah, 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 do nothing. You do a waste, a piece of garbage. You left your shoe there. Socks over there. You look at hell. Oh, this is great. She's lasted exactly three and a half weeks. Yeah, it's been and slamming things. She goes upstairs, door shuts. Bang, 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 bang. And I'm just sitting in my kitchen going, yeah, all right. So Jesus lasted about three weeks. And then all of a sudden, she came down stairs about 20 minutes later, right? And she comes walking slow up to me, and I went, oh, God, here we go, round two. <laughs> and these arguments would last for months, months. Yeah. I'd call them pile-on arguments. I'd always try to have a, a dinner. Let's have a dinner, just me and you. I got someone who wants to get it, and let's just talk, which basically would turn off. Uh, the conversation would turn into how much I suck fest. <laughs> You know, be like, no, I'm glad Here's we're having, I'm glad we're having dinner, but seven months ago, and three years ago, and you six remember. years ago, you. I'm like, oh my god, um, which is a very unhealthy way for any relationship because now you're trying to wait. We're here now. I'm trying to defend. Well, I didn't know you holding that. Don't count. You, you can't bring up. You can't hit me with these clubs from left field. Um, so it was a lot of that. Very exhausting. I think a lot of people go through it. And all of a sudden, she came down. I prepped for round two and three. And she goes, I'm working on myself. And um, I am so sorry. Now, anytime she ever said sorry, there's always a huge but at the end. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you suck. Still. Always. Always. And she went, um, I'm sorry. You've been so patient with me. Um, I don't deserve you. I, I, I think God put you in my life because you have so much patience and this and that. And I, I'm just begging you to be patient while I work on myself. And I understand if you can't. And I'm just, I, I'm a work in progress and done it. I'm doing everything I can. And you don't deserve the anger wow. that I lash out to you over the years. And and I just I thank I just thank you for being in my life and please be patient. 
And she and I, you know, I kind of squinted and waited for the the butt. butt. Yeah. And then she turned and walked away, and I just kind of mumbled like, oh, "All right, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus." And that was the beginning of our marriage just getting better and better and better. And better. Awesome. And better. Where we come to terms now, we're like, listen, you're Jesus. I'm something else. I'm not going to knock. I'm not going to tear down Jesus. Do I like going to church? No. Yeah. No, I'm going to be dead honest with you. I don't like it. Yeah. Sunday morning. and uh, You can sacrifice. It's, it's a, kids arguing. Oh, I'm going to study. <laughs> it's boring. We got to do this. God. Don't say God in my house. It was big ordeal like is it really worth this madness yeah it's for you right so you go i want them to they'll find out yeah. i never went to church as a kid and i'm probably deeper and more spiritual and more she would always say Are you sure you never read the bible no no you know i would mm. hear i'll take from here i'll take from there i'll take from there but but conversation wise mm. From the time that happened to her. And then the pendulum evened out. She saw, you know, because at first she was blinded. Right. Nothing. The church is great. And then she was like, oh, this one's an asshole at church. And this yeah. one's, and it's political. These guys are just, these guys are not even there for the church. They're full of, they're full of crap. And like, and I let her discover all that on her own, but not kill her faith. And so... Her faith is different than mine. Yeah. But that was another big key to the next level. And and I gotta be honest with you, when I was exhausted with faith, I was exhausted. Yeah. She 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 now will not go, you know, Jesus said she'll just say something to me and I'll go, Wow. Yeah. And that'll help me. Yeah. Just when I was just when I was done. And it's it's pretty heavy and whatever, but I'm not well, I, I'm not suggesting all people should do that, but I'm just being honest with what happened with us. No, I'm, I'm looking from an outside perspective. What I think is really cool is everything that you've just shared all goes together. And and, and it, it segues into into the thing I want to move into next. But like, you know, you going through those those things, you know, not panning out. Right. And and then her finding that and. And. You know, you guys kind of finding your groove as far as communication is concerned. And, you know, you've got your faith and she's got hers. And you being a dad, all of that has been plugged into what you're doing now. Mm. I mean, that's the content that people – this is – it's like a – it's like a well, ironically, it's like a born-again career, really. Yes, it is. Technically. And, but, but what's awesome about it is – I'm a spiritual guy. I'm a Jesus guy, but I don't, but I, you know, I love that you love what you love. That's cool. Yes. And when I say, when I say I'm not a Jesus guy, what I'm saying is if we're saying Jesus existed, what he supposedly said and stood for. Right. I, you can't beat that. To me, that's, that's the way I live. Right. So if you want to say, well, you kind of live in that way, that's the way I live. I got you, and 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 I I see. I it. have a hard time with the walking on. The well, water. see, I, that that stuff I have a hard time. And like, well, I I see it the I same way you do too. Is like there's not a scorecard here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just there. There's a person to have faith in because 
what he intended and, and, you know, what he laid out. Yeah, and I even tell people, let's say he doesn't exist. Oh, that's the dumbest. Let's say it doesn't even exist. But wouldn't you say that way of life? The principle of it. The principle of it. Yeah. Is such a, not, and, it, you know, people get caught up. They're like, oh, the far right, Bible thumper. No. I'm just saying yeah. the principles. But see, I don't, but I'm also the type of the type of faith where I look at, you know the the sitcom not working out and and the other thing not working out and and you sticking you know you sticking to your guns and you having faith in that and sticking with her during that that's being redeemed now and that's how i see how he works yeah i agree and i had a moment i mean i know this show is about you but i want to show no, i want to no, share no. a quick thing yeah, yeah. so the other night i'm laying in bed and you know the 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 porn documentary has been a struggle and it's a tough subject. I, it is. And, 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 you know, if you look at the things people say about the film and about me and about James, it's pretty rough. I haven't watched it. No, but I mean, the YouTube, like there's a trailer on YouTube and people are brutal when it comes to this topic. And so I've kind of, I've kind of just thrown my hands up in the air with this thing. And I spent, I spent four years working on that, on that film. Excuse me. Four years working on that film. And I'm just like, you know, screw it. I'm 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 done trying to to push that thing, and you know, and I'm laying there and I'm like, okay, I used to do a lot of oil and gas jobs, and and that's gone to shit because the oil industry, and and things just aren't coming in, okay, and I'm laying there, and I'm praying, and it's a, it's probably the first time in a long time that I've been scared of how how am I gonna make it right, and and I'm laying there and then I start laughing because I'm thinking, you know, this is like on Thursday, and I'm thinking, you know, in two days. I'm going to go down and I'm going to tell a huge crowd of people that I raised $20,000 for some strangers and I don't have shit. <laughs> yeah, right. And I, what am I, what, there's just an irony there. And the very, the very next day I got an email and long story short, I just got hired by these people to direct a new film. It's on, it's their budget. It, the, the, the fee is great. And it's just like taken care of. And that's how I think, that's how I think God works sometimes. Have a little faith here, and it's going to pay off. Maybe not when you want it to or when you expect it to. Yeah. And that's when I see, like, man, every day I'm seeing you posting new shows coming. Boom. This just announced. This just announced. And now, you, you know, you've got the uh, the, the um, residency. The residency. The Paramount? Yeah, yeah. The Paramount thing. And, like, that's exciting shit, man. It's exciting. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's... And, you really look at it as a package. All the stuff that you've gone through mm-hmm. is not only obviously made you a better person, your marriage is better, but you've got this fantastic ability to pick up the details of those things and turn it into content that people love. And they're relating to you on a whole different level. And I mean, you're not the half baked guy anymore. <laughs> no. You know, you're not goat boy. You're not any of that shit. Sure. You've got this great new thing going and it seems like it's just growing and growing and growing. It seems that way. I mean, that's I gotta exciting. Fo- I got to stay right. And, but now it's my time to stay focused. And part of your struggle, how do I get bigger, is the struggle we're in where Chappelle said on his last special, but I, I used to talk to him about this. Yeah. Any industry you go into, you you have this vision of the, I call it the leather pants and kangaroo syndrome, okay. where you want the leather pants and you want that pet kangaroo 
to walk through the mall, and people go, is that guy? They're like, yeah, he's successful. It's the guy has got, got everything. That guy's like huge. You don't know who that is. That's the barometer of success right and there. And that's the yeah. barometer of success. And is it? Or is it really what you accomplished the, uh, in a deeper soul way, touching and inspiring so many others without you even knowing it? And... I, you know, my wife always said, like, God has you exactly where he wants you. Oh, yeah. And, and that, it helps. <laughs> it definitely helps. But it also makes you want to, because I do know if I, I don't, there was a time I wanted fame really bad. I don't think I want it. Yeah. I really, I don't. I, I'll take the money. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'll take the money. I'll take the, um, I'll take the passion that I put into it and all that, but the the not being able to walk down the street, I don't Yeah. I don't think I want that. I don't want anything to do with that. Well I think it's also it it's And it's my turn. So I was gonna say with you even with the porn, yeah. You know, this is such a it's such a touchy subject because years ago I would go on stage and I'd recently do it, I'm gonna do it tonight. I've been doing it for the last couple months. Years ago, and people didn't, they didn't respond well to it. Mm. And I talked about the evil of it and the dehumanizing of it and the way you really felt when you first saw it. And, you know, people, it's been, it's been, you forget it's a gazillion dollar industry. Oh, yeah. That's number one. So it's promoted with trillions of dollars mm-hmm. and so and it's infiltrated a lot of people and it gets darker and darker and darker you know they're choking people and they're and, oh, yeah, and the kids think that's the way it's supposed to be and and it's just some really dark wait dark, till you watch the film yeah you you'll you'll appreciate I don't, it. I don't know if i can okay. i don't know if i can okay. because uh, and that i used to go on stage and like i said i you can see tonight where I talk about how really what that's supposed to be, the human side, the soul, the soul's connecting, mm-hmm. the, the, you're, you become one, and we're losing as a society what that, what that really is because the images that are flashed in your mind and corrupted as a child, you now think that's the way it's supposed oh, to be. It's unrealistic and expectations, that's what you expect. man. Yeah. And then it goes back to your other film – where so many of these girls, they're heroin addicts. They they had no father. Mm-hmm. They're runaways. They went to become actors, and they were connived. Mm-hmm. They were, and it's their lost souls. And I say, no one ever grows up. I've never heard one girl in my life go. I hope I grow up, have a nice career, meet a very f- uh, man with a great sense of humor. He's really good to a mother and likes to choke me and <laughs> punch me and smack me in my ass. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. And it was hard. People, they, it was when I would do it. And I remember I did it on a TV show. And they, I remember the re- reaction. They were like, look back, like, whoa, man. That's, whoa. You know, we're trying to enjoy something. You don't have to make it so harsh Weird, yeah. but now that the sex scandal's out it 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 opened a door for me to mm. 
venture in that arena again where now it kills and they're laughing the way I approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a that's a subject where um, it's it's really tough because I also think, and you wrote it in the movie, addicted to porn. I'm going to say more than heroin, more than any drug in the world that ever existed, more than anything could be addicted, that is the most underrated mm. addiction. I, I, I'm telling you, you, you got if you get a chance, you should watch it because it talks about so many things that you're addressing right now, and then it, it, it helps people understand just how devastating it is because we create a conundrum here in our country by, you know, we have these Puritan principles, and but yet sex is everywhere. So it's like, you know, um, it, it, it's it's in your face, but how dare you look at it? And so there's this, like, shame thing. <laughs> you know? yeah. I always laugh. I, you know, I went through a time, too, where I went, I'm going to become the, and you, you like to exploit things where, you know, they say one nation under God, where I kind of laugh at that because we're everything but. If every news media, every stand that sells every magazine, every pop musical uh, thing that comes out that's marketed, mm-hmm. drugs, what's marketed the most? Sex. Oh, yeah. And drugs and violence and vanity. Vanity. Yeah. Vanity is shoved down your throat. Girls are too. I got. I only got 38 likes on that. I only got so many followers. I only got the it is brainwashed now that they've infiltrated children. The next generation Dude, thinks that way. Yeah. And it's and you know, take God out of here. Take God. <laughs> and again, you know, and people and then the argument comes we're like, "Well, you know, religion. We never talked about religion. I'm talking about the moral presence." Yeah. Uh, and who knows? Maybe that that balance is going to push back real hard. Well, soon. I wrote I wrote a uh, a guest blog. I got asked to write this guest blog, and I wrote that the new addiction of this decade is is self. You know? Yes. The eighties like yeah, cocaine, yeah. and the you know nineties yeah, yeah. heroin, and two thousands was was meth, and the new addiction is self. And and by default, if the if the addiction is self. Then you've you've removed God from the situation. You've removed everything. Everything from the situation. But, but self. But I just I just um, to wrap up what I was saying. I just think that you know when you're in the field of creativity, whether it's humor or art or film, you know, you, or life in general, like you you cannot be what you've not experienced. And so you we have to go through these experiences yeah. to be what we are at this point. True. Very. And true. so you know, I just I, I that's why I like seeing what's happening with. With, with you and, and all the success you're having. And, and, you know, that's why I was relating the story to what happened with me just getting hired to do this new film. It's just, it's it's funny the track that we're, that we're nothing makes. You're right where you're supposed to be. Nothing it's makes so God funny. laugh harder than announcing your plans. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got that right. So but, <laughs> you're going to like my set, boy. Well, well, no, you saw me in Colorado. I did. I did. And I, I can't leave Homeboy hanging, so we're probably not going to be able to do the set tonight. Oh, shoot. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's, that's okay. Right. That's we'll right. catch you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, but before we, believe it or not, we've been going an hour. Yeah, but before we fun. go, I want to talk, I want to let people know um, everything about what you're doing. You've got officialjimbrewer.com, right? Yeah, officialjimbrewer.com. 
Uh, I mean, the list of shows is like scroll, 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 scrolls. Holy shit! Scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> like, is this guy gonna get a break? Uh, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of shows. Um, the Paramount is something I'm kind of excited Tell me about. Why, what, why is that such a big deal? I mean, I, I know you're stoked about that. It's a show I've been dying to do for a long time, meaning I'm mixing rock, <laughs> my rock side with comedy with storytelling. So you get to be a little kid again. I get to be a little kid. That's awesome. So the storytelling, so I come out, I may do 45 minutes up front, and then, the four, and then sketches, like I just did a, Nice. Well, I, I doubt maybe a lot of your listeners would travel to uh, to Long Island to see the show, but right. one of the reasons I just went up Long Island, like for instance, I'll come out and I'll do stand-up. That's the opening of the show. Then it's going to be my garage where I come out and tell stories. Now, some of the stories could go heavy the way we just went now. Right. Uh, a lot of them will be funny, mm-hmm. but before, the segues, I have screens on the side, I'm going to play sketches. I just filmed a great sketch with our with our friend James Hetfield. Uh, I got a great sketch with the metal god Rob Halford, and uh, so you'll see these sketches that will also lead into the storytelling section. That's awesome. And then the end of the band, and it'll be all improv, fun, rock, ACDC. You know, here's ACDC doing whatever. Here's uh, here's Judas Priest doing whatever. We just do. So it's you get to all... just go have fun, man. Yes, with the people that you've always idolized and this is enjoy. The ever. And, yeah. Ah, oh, that's so cool, man. Yeah, it's very so cool. happy for you. I'm pretty excited. And so the tour, the show, um... and a one man show I'm working on with a lot of stories that the world we're talking about now. Really, it's the balance. Of the leather pants and kangaroo, yeah, and and the real, yeah, and it's 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 the balance of life. It's the one foot, one foot on the ground, and the one foot in the. Ah. Well, therein lies the the actual humor and fun, right? Is in the middle. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. The, of lo- the long uh, journey to the middle. Absolutely. That's awesome, dude. Well, I I um, I can't even begin to tell you how grateful I am that uh, you took the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked me. I'm yeah. glad you finally, because you're way more organized than me. <laughs> so I'm glad you were able to wrangle this. Yeah, I'm kind of nerdy like that, man. But, no, that's uh, good. It's a good trait. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. But, you know, it, it's it's fun. Um, it, it's kind of ironic. You know, I'm two hours away from my hometown. We're, da- we're in New Mexico. That's awesome. I'm two, two hours away from my hometown. It's a town of 3,000 people. And I'm sitting here talking with Jim Brewer about our friend James Hetfield from Metallica and, and, you know, all this stuff. Life's funny, man. It's really funny. Life is, it's fantastic and it's funny. Who would have thought this 20, 30 years ago? Oh, I know. It's insane, <laughs> man. It's insane. But I, I appreciate you, man. I love you. I, I really wish you the best of luck. Much respect, Justin. Yeah, buddy. Thank, Thank you. you. And and tear it up on the on the stage tonight. I plan to. And uh, we're going to play. Lance is going to pretend to play one more song for us as we head out. This, he personally told me this is his favorite all-time song. What's the name of it year? again? Exactly. That's it. All right. Lance, <laughs> lay it down, Jim. Thanks, buddy. See you, everybody. Thanks.